Hi, this is Dr. Mini Malhotra and welcome to The Better Prescription. As a physician, I have always wanted to help people understand that there is a better way of taking care of their health away from prescriptions and procedures. And this podcast is a tool that will help and guide you to a natural root cause approach which can not only prevent diseases but also reverse them if not too advanced. But this is not a replacement for medical advice. If you are seeking medical advice, then go to a licensed medical professional. If you are seeking a functional medicine practitioner, search ifm.org for a functional medicine practitioner who can help you with a natural root cause approach. So today I'm talking about a very important topic. From the recent Olympics, Simone Biles, who is a world champion and who has had Olympic gold medalist, uh, she withdrew from the championship over her mental well-being. And that is sometimes not, you know, spoken about because people try to do things even if they are not mentally, if they don't feel good. But she was really brave and she had real courage to actually admit that she was not, her mind and body was not connected and she needed a break. So well-being is very important and sometimes well-being is more important than success. So today I'm just going to talk to you about well-being and what it means and what happiness means. And then I'll give you a few tips of how you can take care, do some self-care for well-being. So the World Health Organization uh, defines mental health in the following ways. It's a state of well-being in which the individual realizes their abilities, can cope with the normal stresses of life, can work productively and fruitfully and can contribute to the their community. So just see how many things are incorporated into this term, what your mental health or your well-being can be. And other terms that might be used in literature include positive mental health, mental capital, and of course, well-being, which can be psychological, mental, or subjective. So well-being has been defined as a combination of feeling good and functioning well. So the experience of positive emotions such as happiness, contentment, as well as development of one's potential having some control over one's life and having a sense of purpose and experiencing positive relationship. It is a sustainable condition that allows the individual or population to develop and thrive. And the term subjective well-being is synonymous with positive mental health. And the World Health Organization as it defines positive mental health as a state of well-being in which individual realizes his or her abilities. So Simone Biles knew that she had abilities to perform, but she could not cope with the stress at that time. So if you cannot cope with the stress and if it is affecting your mental well-being, then that's a decision you need to make. And even though it was, I mean, who wouldn't want to win a gold medal? Who wouldn't want to stand on the podium? She was representing her country. That was a proud moment for her. But she chose her well-being over all of that because she knew that she could not give 100% of herself. And so this conceptualization of well-being goes beyond the absence of mental ill health and incorporating the perception that life is going well. Well-being has been linked to success at professional, personal, interpersonal levels and those individuals high in well-being exhibiting greater productivity in the workplace, more effective learning, increased creativity, more pro-social behavior and positive relationship. And further data indicates that well-being in childhood goes on to predict future well-being in adulthood. So higher well-being is linked to a number of better outcomes regarding physical health and longevity too, as well as better individual performance at work. And higher 
higher life satisfaction has been linked to better national economic performance. So we all want to be successful, but we often forget that we are the only ones able to label ourselves as such, right? Only we can decide if we are living a successful life or not. Other people may judge us, label us, scrutinize our effort, but success is such an abstract, subjective matter, and it means something different to all of us. So maybe we need to stop looking for external markers of success and look more into our inner self. How do we feel about our lives? How we feel within our lives? And the most important sign of a successful life should be really be, do we feel good? And why do we overlook our well-being? So the gaze of the society is so strong and judgmental, it idolizes busyness and productivity. It idolizes big professional achievements and measures our success upon these standards. But how can we possibly deem a person successful if they are not prioritizing their health and well-being? If they are stressed, exhausted, unhealthy, they can't find time to prioritize their relationships or if they are ultimately unhappy. Do we really want to live in a world which everyone is aiming to achieve this socially accepted yet elusive status of successful at expense of their own well-being? What's the point in life if we all are aiming for these big professional goals that allow us to tick a box and feel proud of ourselves for holding a certain job title or earning a particular salary, but that don't give us time to actually feel happy? to actually feel at peace, to appreciate nature, the world and the people around us. Being busy does not indicate success. If we are doing too many things and constantly stressing about the next thing to do, we won't feel success with the each thing that we have ticked off as we are too busy moving on to the next thing. It's as if there is no time to breathe. We need to change this damaging narrative around being too busy to breathe equating to success. I would rather aim for success with regards to health, happiness and connectedness than the commonly expectation to be overworked, always aiming for the next professional goal. And how can we expect to create a connected, supportive society that helps to produce happy, healthy individual? With all this rushing through life and chasing the next big checkpoint, we leave very little time to truly connect to one another and to ourselves, causing our emotional well-being and happiness to gradually deteriorate. And since we are all such social beings, one person's unhappiness leads to another person's unhappiness and emotions spread like wildfire whether we realize it or not. Nothing exists in isolation. So we are all responsible for recognizing the effects that particular things in our lives may have on other things in our life and the lives of others around us. If we spin too many plates, one is bound to break, right? Sooner or later, we might have to think otherwise, but we are not superhuman. We can't do everything that we want to do and do it well. When we take on too much, something will always suffer. So if we are constantly striving for the elusive ideal of success fed to us by society, putting the bulk of our time and energy into work, the parts of our lives most likely to suffer are our health, our relationships, and ultimately our happiness and well-being, which in my opinion are in fact the most valid and important indicators of success. And just think of it in this way. You're not lazy. You're just prioritizing. I think we should congratulate people for making the decision to take less and to prioritize the health and well-being above all else. Why should we live our life feeling constantly overwhelmed and overworked simply to be able to deem ourselves a successful, hardworking person? Simply to keep up with the stupidly high and damaging expectation of the fast-paced busy society that we live in. Indeed, do less. Doing less does not make you lazy. 
It makes you someone who's aware of what they can and can't handle and takes responsibility for how their actions affect everything else in life. Good mental health is a key to success. So mental health is really, really important. So prioritize your mental health, your physical health, your relationship and everything else that allows you to live a rich and fulfilling life. And the rest will fall in place. If you do these things, your positive impact in the workplace or in the wider society will increase simply by the way of you feeling happier, more grounded and more connected. I want to be able to prioritize my physical and mental health and spend time in my life doing things that bring me this sense of well-being and peace and allow me to be a wonderful family member and friend because that to me is success. I don't want to live in a world of overstressed, overworked people who spend their lives grinding to the next promotion or the next tick box achievement but constantly feel bad within themselves having poor mental and physical uh, health and spread the feeling of stress and unrest throughout the entire society. I want to live in a society that prioritizes what should be important to all of us living a healthy and happy life because honestly what the heck is the point of life if you can't experience happiness. So this is what I do to keep my mental well-being really at top level. I don't just wake up in the morning and start looking at my phone or my emails. I've set a routine. So I do not use any electronic device for the first 30 to 60 minutes of waking up. I silence my mind. I do some meditation. I do self-hypnosis that really calms me down in the morning. I drink warm water with lemon and some ginger that sets my digestive system going and my body starts to, you know, kind of warm up. I journal. So I always write a gratitude journal. I plan my day. And if I have a stressful day, then I usually write out everything. So that makes me actually plan ahead of time and takes the stress away. And I visualize my whole day as if I'm seeing all the patients, everything is going well. And it's the end of the day and I'm going home, driving back home very peacefully. So that's how I start my morning. You can set your own ritual, which whatever works for you. Even if you take like 15, 20 minutes to get started, don't just start, you know, by looking at your phone, looking at messages, freaking out over emails. Take some time. Give your body some time to actually stay calm in the morning. And that will go a long way in your well-being. So I hope this was helpful. That's all I have for you today. I'll talk to you again next week with another topic. Please send your questions to drmini at anchorwellnesscenter.com and share this with your friends and family and give us a review, a good one on iTunes. Take care. Have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.